Hello. And welcome to Love, Life, Money, and a Cup of Coffee with Cody and Kathy. Well, welcome back to Love, Life, Money, and a Cup of Coffee with Cody and Kathy. So how has your week been? <laughs> well, now that you ask, we uh, I think in our last episode we talked about Handing that little black key, that car key over to my daughter, who is 17 and hasn't been driving for four months. And the anxiety I had handing her that key. And the point that we made around liability, all that fun stuff. Well, it came to fruition. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my 17-year-old daughter got, uh, Sophie got in a little uh, fender bender on the highway. (laughs) It's not on the highway. It's on Highland. So not quite the highway. 45 miles an hour. Anyway, she's okay. She's okay. She sideswiped. She was in a hurry to get to cheer. She sideswiped another car. Even though your mirror nowadays has a big light that says don't merge yet. (laughs) And it beeps. But, you know, that's okay. Hey, and it beeps pretty loud too in that car. Because I was in that car. That's. That but same anyway, day. She's okay. It was terrifying for her. Um, but as the officer gave her the lesson, it's like you shouldn't depend on technology. You also, make it, yeah. sure you, you know, look over your shoulders just to make sure. Hey, that's a great seg- segue into our conversation today. Yeah. Don't rely on not just technology, but really most everything out there is out of our control. And so we just wanted to talk a little bit about how we can dig deep and find our own peace through through these difficult times. Yeah, so this week's topic is how to manage obstacles, overcoming adversity, and thrive in uncertainty. So how do we thrive in uncertainty? Well, let's look at the last, um, let's take 2008, for example, the financial crisis of 2008. Did you feel anything? <laughs> well, I'll tell you my story. In 2007, I was a manager at a big uh, financial firm. I was on top of the world. I loved doing what I was doing. I was working a lot of hours, but uh, 2000, and I actually was the interim to to run that office. The the main guy had left, and so they had asked me to. And so I'd been doing that for six or seven months. Things were going great. The office was doing great. And I was on top of the world. And then um, they decided to bring someone else in and, and, uh, and gave that position to someone else. That was the end of 2007. So I decided to then go out on my own and start my own. Actually, at this point, I was recruited back to another firm that I had worked for previously to recruit and build up their office. This was the beginning of 2008. So the end of 2008, I wanted to kill myself. I wanted to jump <laughs> out of my window. That was, you know, it was really incredibly eye-opening to how, not just me, but how people reacted through that, that is, crisis. Is that when you bought that huge, almost $1 million home too? That was in 2007. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> in 2007. So which window did you want to jump out of? Uh, any window I could find. I mean, that's a good point. We had just purchased, you know, our dream home. I was... Uh, was it Her your dream, dream home? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was her dream home. 
her dream home. Anyway, we had we did have this a, a beautiful home. You know, we bought it in 2007, scraped every penny, and they loaned me money they shouldn't be have been loaning me. And it was a beautiful house, though. But you know, forty two hundred dollar house payment and you know taxes, insurance. I'm the only one working. Anyway, it was it was very stressful. And then I didn't get that. I didn't get that uh, that position and ended up leaving and going to try and recruit other advisors and teach them and get them into the business. And boy, that was, uh, so at the end of 2008, this is, this is what I decided to do. And this is the lesson I learned is it's, I, I cannot rely on the markets. I can't rely on other people. I've got, I've got to do this. My, I want to do this myself. And that was really my, so I, I started my own firm in 2009 and, and, it was the best decision I ever made. I didn't think I would come out of 2008 unscathed, but I, I really, I feel like I put the work in and, and, you know, tried to adjust accordingly. Yeah. So for me, I started investing in like 2007, like towards the end of 2007, 2000, early 2008. So, you know, you're transitioning from mutual funds to buying stocks mm-hmm. And then when the financial crisis hit, it was like, oh my goodness, like I've lost so much money. It's like my saving is gone. Like my college funds, everything almost like. Well, you you had bought a bunch of IPOs. Not at that time. Oh, not at that point. Yeah. I I was just getting my feet wet. But it's just like, oh my goodness. And then my mom had refinanced the house because I have a great job and I'm now a co-lender with her and with interest rates and everything. It was just like, what? So what happened? I start, I start blaming the government. I start blaming the market. I just blame everybody Mm -hmm. about that's like, why didn't they help me? Why didn't they save me? But I came out of, that mentality, like that victim mentality, more stronger. I can't imagine like that was your first experience to you know with the market, and all of a sudden everything you you have built over the last few years. I mean, for you that was a lot of money. Yeah, and I start sobbing. It's like I should have like why is this happening to me? I should have been using, but instead I should have been using that time to find solutions or. Mm how to better handle the situation, how to prevent, or, you know, how to minimize the risk. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and that's kind of what I've learned. Like there are some principles that I've learned over that. I'm sure both of us have learned over the years that Mm -hmm. we like to share with our listeners as to like how, how to manage these obstacles and, you know, come out strong or, and thrive. Mitigate the damage. Mm-hmm. And then manage the process of okay, I, I'm I'm here. This yeah. is reality. Yep. No one, I can't blame anyone for it. What do I need to do? What well, What are some of the things you did do? What What helped you through that? Well, one of the things is like you take you look at life. Life is full of valuable lesson. Yeah. You take a step back and you look at it, and you're like, "What have I learned from this? Tough times or a crisis is a great teacher." It, it gives us a chance to gain insights into, you know, learn from our mistakes and see what other kind of, you know, 
see what other people are doing and it gives you time to self-reflect on yourself. Well, it's, it's interesting you say that because during that period of time, so I, I started in the financial service industry in 1997. So I think there's 365 days in a year. Okay, that's like 20 what? I'm not good at math. You know, I'm, not, I'm in the financial service industry. That's about 24 years. The amount of people that I have met with and listened to their story of how they went through that, you know, not just that, but just all their personal stories and the, the stories we're all aware of when the stock market goes down, you know, by 50%, we're all aware of that. But the personal stories on top of that, like, it's just incredible what people go through and, and, and to learn how they overcome it. Like I said, I got in this money, this business because I wanted to learn about money when really it, I, I learned from other people and how they responded to, you know, to the situations they're going through in their life. I, it's, it's been an ongoing, and that's why I love what I do. I love to hear people's stories about how they came through and, and, and what they, you know, what they did to come out the other end. So anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but that, that uh, hit home for me. Cause it, you know, it's, it's interesting to hear how people did what they do to dig deep and, and to get themselves out. But it's also like, this is why planning is critical. Then, you know, it gives you time to look at the planning. Did you meet something or, you know, were we prepared for that? And then were you ready for the challenges ahead? It gives you a moment to self-reflect and look at, like, am I doing everything I can? Oh, did I miss something? Mm -hmm. What, mm -hmm. you know, so even, and that kind of gears into what we do is like, you know, when we do, when we plan for our clients, we want to make sure that we get all their bases covered. That if, you know, any of these plot twists or crises came that, you know, they'll be okay well, it was interesting. We had a meeting yesterday with a gal that come, came in. Uh, she was a referral. She has quite a bit of money. And she sat down and she was ready for us to talk about her investments. And we spent literally 90 minutes talking about all the things that could go wrong in her life. <laughs> the poor girl. You know, and, but it, 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 it's a conversation that people don't want to have. Because it, it almost is like we, like we talked about previously. It's almost a negative connotation they almost feel like they you know they don't want to be negative so they don't want to think about it the reason i share that story is because there's a couple things that that stuck out at me and that was we were there for 90 minutes and most of the time we were laughing but to hear her story her husband died in 1997 so she's been alone and just to listen to all the things that she's been through and done and you know anyway it was I love those conversations. I, you really learn a lot about people in those. And she, she walked out, and I just could see in her eyes that she felt like, okay, if we're, I'm not missing anything. You know, we, we have identified the things I'm missing. And anyway, when it comes to planning, I just, I use that example because I really saw her eyes when she left, and she, she, I could tell she felt relieved. Yeah, and she was able to like make peace with the situation, yep. have a little sense of humor. But then keep a positive mindset and be mental, mentally prepared for this situation or what could have come up. Well, and you can really tell like when people come in, you could tell she had a positive attitude, like just about life in general. I just, she just, anyway, you can tell when, what, what, what state people are in when, when you, when you, 
talk to him. Well, yeah, and it helps that her background is in psychiatric oh, nursing. That's right, absolutely. So yeah, she's very mental health oriented. Mm-hmm. That's oh, I was like, why? She seemed very grounded. You know, she just she seemed like she was able to cope with her issues in, in it. But that's she comes from a mental illness uh, background as a nurse. That's that's true. Yeah, and then um, we have another client that you know they're always. Every time they come in, they always laugh about their situation. But you know what? The wife has cancer. Well, so so I met this couple. I met this couple twenty years ago, and they came into my office. They they weren't able to have children, so it was just it was just them two. Uh, She had had multiple health issues, one of them being cancer, and I remember them coming in they told me their story and i was literally like getting teary-eyed and thinking how can someone go through what you guys have been through and then on top of that you know they always wanted children they weren't able to have children she always so he he was truly a caregiver for 20 plus years and she she recently passed but I, i remember the first time they came into my office and I mean, I don't know how many how many times we've met since then, hundreds. And they truly, every single time, they I, I couldn't get them to stop joking. Like they, they were just, yeah. you know, just bantering with each other and, and certainly taking what I had to say seriously. But just the the fun that they had, I, I could tell. Like that's 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 how a sense of humor is huge. You got you got to be able to sit back and laugh. Yeah, and also they're kind of embracing adversity as like a chance for opportunity and they refuse to give up. Absolutely. And that's like in crisis, you got to look for opportunities to better make your situation better or, you know, or at least have that mindset mentality to, I want to get better. I need to get out of this situation. How do I do it? Or, you know, look for opportunities. And I wasn't, you know, I, I certainly, them just reaching out to me says that, hey, we're trying to better our situation, but they, they were going to workshops. They were, they, they would go to all kinds of stuff to, to learn and grow. And, but they, the thing about them is they, they, they dove towards each other instead of away from each other, which I, I, I really thought was, you know, we, we had lunch with them the other day. He's so in love with his wife. It's crazy. When you serve someone that long and you see the suffering that they're going through, it's just, that's, that's, it's inspiring. I, I, I love, that's why I love what I do. It's not about money. It's about watching people overcome these challenges and when they, you know, and doing it the right, you know, there's not a right way or wrong way, but in a healthy way, right? Just doing it in a healthy way. Like, and the positivity that these people have that kind of like, you know, they don't dwell on negativity or like it's okay to be negative or to be a pessimist to a certain extent. It's like you look at the situation and then, but then you got to get out, like snap out of it and move on with positive attitude. And absolutely. Get you but out. don't be afraid to address it, especially if, if you have a significant other, you know, maybe even plan time to just talk about some of those things and then be done with it, you know. So that's good. It's good advice. You're a good advisor. Well, maybe I should be a life coach sometimes. 
I, I, I honestly, I think you'd be a great life. That coach. might be my opportunity yep. in this. Yeah. In no, this. I, no, absolutely. Seriously. Like the, you don't, it's interesting. You don't have any children. You were just talking about our little baby dog, our bird, <laughs> who's now your child. And we won't go through all the things you do for her every day to keep her happy and safe. But, uh, the, um, the lives that you, I've seen you personally change because of, you know, we've talked about the, you know, you went through camp, brain cancer twice, you, you know, you went through, you've been through a lot. You helped your mom run a restaurant from age of five up, you know, and so it's just been fun to really watch you listen to these stories and then, and provide perspective to people. It's, it's been awesome to be a part of really. Yeah, you just got to have a purpose and believe in your capabilities because life gets tough. It does. But you just got to know, like, what, why are you here? What are you doing? Like, what's your purpose in life? What are the, some of the things you see that people are doing that are, are not helping the situation and maybe in their lives? <laughs> we see a lot of things that we talk about, but what, what are some of the, maybe you can share with us some of those things that you see that are unhealthy habits that people are are doing like addictions for example that's hard because it's when you don't have a positive mindset then you dwell on the situation and then when when you're triggered you're not since you're not emotional resilience instead of going and meditate or go for a walk those people turn to substance and that's unhealthy probably one of the biggest issues that we're seeing around the whole united the whole world yeah you know, the homeless situation is just devastating and you just try and figure out what is causing this and you say well it's addiction well it's mental health you know it's it is it's all of those things right but are they doing everything in their power with the resources that's made available like are they seeking help do they want to help themselves well, and that's obviously the key. Yep. That's obviously the key. You got you to gotta want, you got to have some desire to improve. Right. And that's like in a crisis, that's what you. That's your you choice. Can, that's your choice, right? Yep. And you got to be flexible. Absolutely. What do you mean by that? Like you have to be able to look at the situation and make changes and be flexible to those changes to overcome that challenge. Sometimes. Because if you keep doing the same thing over and over and over, then. Then obviously it's not working, right? <laughs> maybe, maybe you should change something. Yeah. Like spice it up. Mm. So in life, it's like, do you want to just be a bland chicken noodle soup or do you want to be a hearty Bold. and tasty chicken noodle soup? <laughs> right. So that's a, that's a great example. I, I love I love I love that example. What what are some other things that uh, we see? Maybe on the positive side, what what are we seeing people do that is healthy for their emotional well being? For their emotional, their mental well, emotional. I mean, there's or even in their situation, yeah, in whatever like, situation they're in, like adaptation. You gotta adapt to the situation. Yeah, it's it's like you know, it's like Gracie, for example, like when. We boarded her. She's got to be flexible to know like, oh, even though she gets separation anxiety, but she's like, I got to adapt to the situation. Yeah. Like, you know, mommy am, and daddy aren't going to be here yeah. to, 
you know, give me all the love and that she normally gets. So she's got to adapt. She'll play with friends. She attached to new human being for the time be for that time. Mm-hmm. And then she's good to go. So you got to be flexible in life. Well, kind of at, at certain times of, in your life too, just accepting this is the reality. This, this is where I'm at. This is, this is how the, the cards have been dealt. And, and then figuring, but if you're not honest with yourself, I think, and, and you don't accept that fact that you can't start making uh, progress. You know, you sometimes it's okay. I am where I'm at. Situation sucks. It almost looks impossible. And many times I've been in that situation and, you know, you just got to keep, really the key is to keep moving, keep moving, keep pressing forward, keep taking steps, keep working, keep doing the things that help you. You know, yeah. my, we've talked about mine. Mine's the gym. I have to get up and go work out. It's just my emotional and, and mental stability. I have to have it. Yeah. In an uncertainty, the person who has the most certainty always come out on top. Mm, I love that. I love that. People say, what do you do? What do you guys do? Well, we try and create more certainty that you're going to be able to accomplish what you want to accomplish. And that's different for everybody. It's not like everyone wants to get rich. No, no. I have, I have four children and you know, my husband's out working as, you know, like what, what is it? We're, everyone's trying to accomplish something different, you know, and, and ultimately most of us are just trying to survive and make sure our kids are safe and healthy and, at every phase in our life, those, those situations are different. Uh, a lot of the folks we work with are, are a little older, they're retired. And so some of these economic things become a much bigger deal. So, you know, if I'm going into retirement and 2008 hits or a 2022 hits, it's scary. Yeah. It's scary. But we, we help our clients protect that. Even though, like, there's some minimize that risk. It's either us or Fox News. Because that's what they, most of them. Oh, I'm way better looking than Fox News. Yeah, you are. So just, like, bring it back home. Bring it all together. Look at your big picture. Life is full of unexpected. And there's full of challenges. What can we do to succeed that? You just have to be resilient, have a positive mindset, and be happy. Well, you can't really be happy, but like find the good in every day. Well, happiness, you can be at peace. You can be, There's a difference, right? We say, oh, they're happy. They seem so happy. Are they, are they happy? Really? Or are they at peace? You can be both. Because when, when when you're at peace... You're happy. Absolutely. No. But you can be happy on the outside and not necessarily at peace on the inside. Right. And so anyway, we just, I, I know I do this for a living and, you know, I, I say plan, 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 plan. If you have a plan, at least you have some structure, some direction, some guidance. The only thing I can guarantee on that plan is it will change, but having it is better than not having it because it, it does give you some some boundaries, some borders. Yeah, and we're not just talking about financial planning. We're talking about life plan. Absolutely. You know, everything. It's 
Yeah, and that's the other thing. You think that the people, oh, finan- I don't need a, finan- well, a financial, it's a, it is a life plan. It's, what do you, it's not about money. It's about, what are you guys trying to do? Like, what's the ultimate goal? What, what's our ultimate goal? Like, Love. <laughs> well, I mean, real, bring, to bring it down to earthly terms. What I want to do, this is my dream, is I want to travel around the United States, visit clients, stay with them, stay in that, you know, they're our family, get to know them, and really just, I can work and I can travel. That's ultimately my dream. Have, building this business so my, my kids have an opportunity to learn about money, learn about investing. That's what, oh, I, I, I first got into this this business because I wanted to learn about money and then I realized how important it was for me to share this with my children. I, you know, I, <laughs> well, that's we're off your, to a slow start, but we're working on it. Well, and that's your dream. Your dream is to live a life that your wife and children mm-hmm. are living right now. That's your ultimate dream. <laughs> but, but all joking aside, that's, I think you've got to find something that you're passionate about. Like what excites you? And then go for it, you know, like figure out, make your plan around that. Like what excites you? And when your financial planner says, what are all the things that could get in the way of you accomplishing that? Don't be discouraged, have the conversation and then move on and go for it. You know, that's the other thing I tell like people say, like, what do you do? We're your watch your ass insurance. Go do what you go, go build your thing, whatever it is. And we'll watch your back. That's, 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 that's our job. Yeah, I like it better. Watch your back. <laughs> I knew you were gonna bring something in there. So, with that said, go follow your passions, follow your dreams. Make sure someone is there to watch your watch your back, and go for it. Go for it. There's nothing stopping you. Absolutely nothing. Well, be- there's something that will stop you. You will run into obstacles, but. That's why they're called hurdles, but you can always jump over it. Well, and part of growing my business, one of the things I wanted to do was a podcast. This was terrifying for me. This is our fourth or fifth one. Or six. Everything that's new is terrifying, right? Just get out and do it. Like, what is your goal? Figure out what your goal is. What do you need to do to get there? And just go do it. Don't be afraid. No one, no one cares anymore. <laughs> no one cares. Just go do it. Keep calm and move on. Keep calm, move on. I love it. We'll end with that. All right. Till next time. Peace out. Peace out. That's it for this week's episode of Love, Life, Money, and a Cup of Coffee with Cody Kathy. Thank you for listening. Be sure to follow us on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a thing. This is Cody and Kathy wishing you a love-filled life full of prosperity. Have a good week. Peace out. Peace out.